Welcome to the Miss Manual Podcast. Home to viewing a female's perspective in the automotive and motorsport industry. During my whole childhood, it wasn't really, I was kind of trying to like figure out who I was. Um, I had both parents in my life, but um, uh, they just both kind of had like their own things going on. So um, I didn't really get a slap in the face until I was about like 15 to 17 years old. Um, fuck, like, I don't know. I, I didn't really have my parents were, like I said, they were doing their own thing. So once right. some serious things started happening and like my mom was an alcoholic uh, when I was younger, my dad, when I was like 17. So once something like that kind of happens, you really... I mean, like, I kind of realized that I was taking life for granted. And then I just kind of like, I mean, I made some serious changes after that. And I just, um, I wanted to be there for people. I wanted to um, prove that I, I, I wanted people, I wanted my dad to be proud of me. I, I wanted somebody to be proud of me, I guess you would say. So something right. in me just kind of like drove me to, and maybe it was just for myself that I just needed to prove something to myself, but that's just kind of like what changed me into being just like a, a pusher. I don't know that. Yeah, I guess. Most definitely. So, so like around that time, 15, like we all have our like breaking points. So like reality checks, like we, we all like, especially totally. just going through this whole thing called life. Like it's always one of those Everybody's things where we're like, Whoa, <laughs> exactly. And again, like even the little stuff, like it, it might just like, it's, it's definitely like it's definitely weird to talk about because it's like stuff like this you don't know you just the stuff like this like kind of floats in your head and for someone to ask you about it it's like oh shit I've never really like thought about like vocally like trying to tell somebody or like kind of tell your story but we all have our story um, at the end of the day um, so when where did you uh, when did you start uh, cosmetology like how that how did that whole first so, of that well started? I mean are you talking like cosmetology or like how did I start yeah, how'd you start? Um, well, I mean, I would say, like, for some people, you know, when you're in middle school or high school and, like, the car wash is the cool place to work, well, that's pretty much where, like, all my friends mm -hmm. worked when I was, like, 15 years old. So I started working there, and, I mean, like, most jobs for those, like, age range of kids, like, you really don't – can can we swear on here? Yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> okay, well, we don't, I mean, when nobody really gives a shit when you're 15 years old, you know, at, on your first right. job. Um, so mm -hmm. it didn't last very long at that car wash. After that, I started working at a dealership, just being like a get ready sort of like detailer, I guess. And then um, that didn't really work out either. I, honestly, I got caught sleeping in one of the cars on a lift because I was just really bored and it was cold out. Um, and I didn't write, I didn't like the manager. So again, like, I didn't really give a shit about that job. When I turned mm. seven, when it was, when I was like 17 and I kind of had some traumatic things happen in my life. Um, I lost myself mm. for a little bit. I came back, uh, when I was like 19 and then I got a job. I actually didn't even apply for this job. My friend did, but she put my cell phone number. So I ended up going into this other full service <laughs> car wash detail center, got the job, and I started working there. And, you know, like the owner, he was kind of honestly, like right away, I just kind of got this like father figure vibe. Yeah. So uh -huh. I started working there and 
I, it was so cold. Like we were outside working in like negative weather, sitting out there taking orders by people and like the garage doors were always open. My fingers were cold. So I like, I quit for like two weeks and then I came back Mm -hmm. and ever since then I like, I don't know, the guy like totally filled in as like a father figure. I worked there for like four years running the place. I loved it. I was running like, I don't know what it was, but I was just like, I was a machine. I, I, don't even I mean I wish I could work that hard I mean I still work really hard to this day but I was never I had you had your prime I was I was in my prime you know and um so I worked there for a while quit working there and tried to go to college um couldn't I I just I'm not I don't like to sit down and read books very much I like hands-on sort of work so right um I kind of quit the college thing came back did detailing on the side and then I worked for this like highly respected um, European car shop in the town that I live in. And I was doing, you know, like Ferraris, Porsches, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like when I first started, I was like, well, I can't really get, I was talking to the owner and I'm like, I can't really get paid, you know, what I'm getting paid right now forever. And they're like, oh, well, once you're acclimated, you know, we'll push you up. So I was like, okay, sweet. Well, about two, two years went by and I'm just like, yo like nothing what, happened. what what nothing happened oh yeah no nothing well nothing happened like i was doing everything around there i was wearing a bunch of hats i was you know making appointments giving people rides doing all the bookkeeping washing like car like two cars at once just because i don't like to like you know be a bitch about things i like to do as much as i can i was i was detailing i was doing you know, like everything besides working on the cars. And the thing is, is that, you know, they moved into, they went from, I want to say it was like 11,000 square foot shop to a 32,000 square foot shop. So I was Mm -hmm. like, they're like, we can't really afford to pay you anymore right now. And I'm like, dude, I'm like almost pushing 30. I got to get out of here, you know? So, and I also kind of wanted to like step out from behind the curtain. And when I was opening up my shop, I didn't have any money for it. I didn't have... I, I didn't have shit, you know, like I didn't, I don't even think I had a buffer at the time. So I got a good deal in a 3000 square foot shop. Um, my mom and my brother bought me a thousand dollars so I could get like all the tools that I needed. I went to Harbor Freight. I got some stuff, you know, I figured like after three months, maybe I could like bump it up and get some like legit tools. Um, right. So uh, that's when I started and, you know, I didn't even know what to call it. I was like, I can't call it Jen's garage. I can't call it. <laughs> something boring like that so you know and I always called it my car cosmetology and then I just kind of like I was trying to think of some weird like German spelling like cosmetology and I'm like why don't I just do carsmetology and I spelt it you know c-a-r-s-m-o-t-o thinking that I like you know I don't know I just and then everybody questioned it they laughed at it they're like that's too much of a mouthful and shit like that and I'm just like whatever Mm -hmm. you know what I love it and then I don't know, stuff just started popping. And um, after the first year of being questioned and doubted, and like even some of my closest friends were like, "Well, what's what makes me want to go to you other than like any other detail shop?" Yeah. And I'm just like, "Well, I mean, pretty much you're gonna see what the difference is. I'm gonna make this like a boutique experience. It's it's gonna be legit, you know. Like I got plans. And after the first year of me pretty much giving details away for like two hundred bucks, that's inside, outside, paint correction, engine clean, you know, like taking every, all the shit out of the inside, organizing it, putting it back in. Like 
everything. Um, you know, and then now I'm doing details for, you know, what I'm worth, which is really nice. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess it started about 19 years ago and I mean, it wasn't really like super intense into it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've been washing cars since I was like 12 years old. My dad like taught me how to do everything besides buffing. Um, Mm. but yeah, I definitely think it has to do with me just always wanting to work hard and I don't know what I'm trying to prove, but yeah. You're, you're, I can already tell just vibing. Like you, you just, you have an, you have some, I don't know where necessarily where it's from, but you have an infatuation with just self improvement. Like it doesn't matter. Like, like you can I'm, have, you can, yeah. Go ahead. If, if I'm not growing, I'm like, I feel like some, I feel like I'm dying, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I'm right there with you. Like, <clears throat> like just that, just the vibe and feeling. You could, like, you haven't, let's say you had 25 clients this year. You're like you do that and you hit it and you're like, okay, cool. I want to see what I can do for 75. You, mm-hmm. you just, I like to use an analogy, like in terms of working out, you don't work out. You're just like, well, like if for a week you feel like, like, who am I as a person? Oh, I so, feel like shit. Just, like I haven't been able, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I haven't been able to work out for like a month and going insane. It's, it's cool. I just use that. Cause that's like my thing, but everybody yeah. has their, as long as you're living a happy life at the end of the day, like it, a lot, not too much matters. And I always ask people recently, I've been asking people like, Hey, like when's the last time you recently just asked someone versus telling them what they're, what they should do with their life. Cause everyone wants to tell you what you should do. Everybody. It's like, sure. next everybody's got their own opinion, you know? And it's like, you got to start realizing like, what do you want to do? You know, don't, I, I used to sit there and listen to everybody else. And I'm like, I really don't, like I've learned not to care how other people do things. Like I'm going to do things the way that I do things. It's, it's, you know, and it's with like, uh, how people detail, like I didn't to like go online and like pick people's work apart. Like mm-hmm. I really don't have time to go online and like critique people, uh, work. I mean, unless they're sitting there, like, I don't know how to not burn through a car. Yeah, I'll try and help somebody out. Or if people reach out to me, like, in my direct messages or something like that, like, yeah, I'll help you out. Um, if I do see anything that, like, bothers me, which is rarely, rarely ever, um, you know, I'll hit people up in their direct message. I'm not going to sit there and call them out on their um, page. I just feel like, you know, they have their own clientele and they have their own, um, followers and I'm not trying to make them look bad in front of anybody. Yeah. Um, you don't have that intention. And I, and I feel like that's, that's another thing is that I want to make public and kind of maybe talk to those. Cause we have, I have a lot of, there's a lot of people, a lot of females in the industry that are yeah. so, they don't understand, uh, a keyboard warrior. Like if you're truly busy and you're truly in a like self developed self-development mindset for yourself like you like we literally don't have time to dwell on what x y and z said because you're so and even if you like like you don't want to critique anybody but you more so we're more so in the mindset of if we see somebody doing something wrong for the code you want to help not like yo you should like call them out and right. make fun just, of them i honestly feel like people that do that aren't happy enough in their own lives that they got to sit there and like you know like if you're truly happy in your own life you're really not trying to sit there and like bring anybody else down. You know what I'm saying? It's just, exactly. it, it doesn't make sense to me. And um, I mean, that's, that's one thing. Another thing is, I mean, I'm sometimes I'm like afraid to do podcasts because 
there's things in my past that I'm like not happy about, like when I was 17 years old. Um, but also I feel like there's a lot of people that can probably relate to it. Like, you know, when my, when, when my dad passed away, I got into, um, you know, I wasn't hanging around the right people. And, but the good part was, is once I realized like what the hell was in my life, um, I checked myself. I like, I literally ran away from everybody and I got myself better. And then like, not, I didn't check myself into anything. I literally like drove across the country lived in my car for three months figured shit out and then I like came back to Minnesota and um I got okay but you know what and people can sit there and fucking judge me all they want for the the thing that I'm saying is like I did drugs okay mm-hmm. but um you know it's it's not like I said I had parents there for me like telling me what I should do and what I shouldn't do and how I shouldn't drop out of school like I'm a high school dropout you know, mm-hmm. I, I wish I would have had, and that's why I sit there and sometimes I see these kids these days. Okay. Before I get into other stories, I have really bad ADHD and I get bad flare ups and I don't take Adderall for it anymore. So like my stories mm-hmm. go a little bit all over, but I'll, I'll I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I'm, I think I'm done. What's the other, uh, there's ADHD and what's the other one? I'm, I have the ADHD one. and ADD. Yeah. I have ADD. So like I said, <laughs> Kind of, just to kind of put it out there, because again, I just before we even go any further, I just want to commend you, because like I said, I know this is super scary. Like I like just you're exposing yourself I of am. just how, how human you are. But again, like this, is what helps me go so further. Like I'll, I'll I'll be vulnerable. Like me being a guy pioneering a brand for females. Like I always put the scenario in my head where it's like, well, why aren't there any girls doing it, or uh, what are people going to say? But I've 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 like diminished that voice, but it's still there. Like, I, I think that's part of my anxiety of doing this, but I'm like, at the end of the day, it's like, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So um, like, I'm going through, I'm going through this similar, like we, we, we are all human at the end of the day. And that's what helps me move so fast in everything that I do. Like right now I'm at a coffee shop and every person that I see right now and I'm looking at, like, it helps me not to care right now. Cause it's like, everybody has their baggage unless you show me the 10 people out of the 7 billion people in this world that are perfect. I, yeah. I, I highly doubt that they're in this coffee shop right now. And so until that happens, it really just helps me just not put somebody on a pedestal hypothetically that are maybe 10 feet higher than me and I'm 10 feet below. It's just a different journey. So right. I wanna- I'm like, I'm a- oh, for sure. I'm like on the same level as everybody else. We're all going through. You know, I wasn't just like handed a fucking sweet shop with LED lights, you know, <laughs> like takes a, I don't know, you got to go through a lot of stuff, I guess. Yes, yeah, it's, it's life. For every, I like to say for every level, there's a new devil. Like let's just say you, you right. accomplish everything that you want to want to hit right now. Let's just say you just get everything that you've been, you've been like fantasizing about for 2018. Let's say you get it. Mm-hmm. Like you have like you have to like become a better problem solver. Like it's the problem. I saw a quote. I, I put a quote on the internet the other day. It was like, the problem is, or the problem with people is that they feel like they're, they're, they're meant to not have any problems. Like that's right. the problem right there. Like right. as life goes on, like life is beautiful, but mother nature laughs last. Like we're all not going to be here. We might be able to extend our life. We might be able to certain things, fulfillment, happiness, but everything comes in ebbs and flows to think that we're always supposed to be one 
one, I don't know, one note is like unrealistic. And that's where a lot of people are crippled. Like we have to embrace the, the, the trials and tribulations. Like you've gone through that and I'm sure years to come, you're going to have things that you're going to, you're going to have to prepare to, to kind of embrace in order for you to keep moving. Right. And that's, that's the conversation I want to bring out because again, this is, this is super humbling for not only for me and every time I go in here, but for people that are listening to this, cause it's, again, people have a picture before they, before people listen to this, people had a picture of like who you were. Right. And now it's like, Whoa, right. okay. Jennifer, Jennifer, she's not like this perfect person that just takes pictures or like, it's more than meets the eye. Period. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Right. That's good. And that's what I've always kind of like wanted to do is just to have people know that like, I didn't, I'm not just, I'm, I'm not fucking perfect. I, or not saying that like people think that I'm perfect, but I mean, mm-hmm. life wasn't, we all go through like seriously some hardcore stuff, you know, throughout life. And it's always like, that just kind of like sets the road for the next few chapters and how you kind of like, um, you know, deal with it. And yeah. If that I makes agree. any fucking I, sense, God. It, it does. It does. Like I said, it, we, we, uh, we're making up the narrative as we go, but just the, the hardcore truth and vulnerability makes some no sense in itself. Because again, there's like, that's another like miss Like people feel like, life's supposed to be one two three four five six seven eight nine ten yeah. but in reality how this podcast is going right now it's like it's one of the best episodes done thus far but but it's the most quote-unquote unorganized it's just life this this is life right. like again this is life, and that's what helps me move forward and why I, and why i reach out to uh people like yourself to kind of just share and you you're 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 your chronicle order Chronic order might start with three versus one, mm-hmm. and then three might bounce from a three to a seven back to one. Like that's that's what it is at the end of the day. But um, right. before I before I forget what I was going to say, no, <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like we, I don't know. You were saying you said before oh. you go. Um, I was no. I was talking about how um how I, not having, you know, the, I wish that I would have had like the, the parenting, I guess there when I was in high school. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't really like be upset or like blame my dad for any of that because he like, he tried his hardest and I know he was just trying to be happy in his own life. And maybe him and my mom, like they weren't just like, they, they might've not just meant to be together you know um Mm -hmm. but I know that to this day like I sit there and I bust my ass definitely because I want to make them proud and um I was gonna say that I just you know sometimes I see these kids these days uh that just like totally take for granted of the fact that they have parents there for them and they're just fucking off and I'm just like what are you doing you know like why are you Mm -hmm. so why why are you so depressed or like why aren't you going to school or you know, like I, and, and when I was at that age, like I was the same, I was probably the same exact way, you know, I didn't know what was going on and kids just, I mean, they're at that age and I can't even get mad at them for it, but I kind of am, but whatever. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I was talking about how to this day I like beat myself. Well, I, I'm always trying to make my dad proud. And now mm. that I'm older, um, I'm like 34 years old now when I was Mm. probably 27 and younger than that, 
I was more so depressed and just kind of like, um, I wasn't like, woe is me, but I did kind of, I wasn't, I didn't really have very much faith because I was like, why would somebody just like take away my dad? And, um, I was just angry and stuff like that. But, you know, now instead of like being upset around the day of like when my dad passed away or around his birthday, which is around Christmas, which I used to be like, I hate Christmas. I hate, um, you know, now I'm just like, I kind of want to just like celebrate those days and, um, just think about all the good times that we had and make the best of things. But I guess you don't really realize that shit until you're older. Everything comes with time. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's. And again, that's- you're giving, you're giving people that right now. Like it comes, a lot of things come with time. And again, this is another reason why I like to express why this is so important. Like you don't have to like, you can live through other people's experiences. Like you, you definitely have to have your own experience. You're going to go through your own trials and tribulations by yourself. But with social media, like a little, social media has bad to it and it also has good to it. And this is an example of using stories like your, mm-hmm. the internet to spread it around, advertise it. So again, to view a female's perspective, to view a perspective of somebody that's going through something in a similar in a similar path and maybe the automotive industry guy or girl where they might feel like they're by themselves and they stumble across uh an episode with the person who started cosmetology and therefore and boom because honestly you know what's fucked up is when i was um i was at a really really low point when i and i guess this is kind of like the story that i was just like i mean i semi-briefed you on um Mm -hmm. when i first talked to you but and I thought you were a girl, which is why yeah. I mentioned it. I was like, yeah, girlfriend, let me help you out. No. But um, when I was, when I just started my business, I, um, I was getting out of a bad relationship. And I guess like, right. I just, I just had it with everybody. I'm like, you know what? Like my job wasn't paying me enough and I wanted to step out from behind the curtain. My boyfriend wasn't appreciating me for what I knew I was worth. And mm-hmm. then, um, so I started my, well, I broke up with him because he was a douchebag and, um, come to find out like, well, I mean, I took him back because he like came back and like said everything that he wanted me to let, that I wanted him to say. He like begged for me to live with him. And I was like, okay, sweet. So I moved in with him, had my shop and I told him, I'm like, I can't pay you rent for like the first like few months, like, especially over the winter, because you know, I got to pay rent at my shop. Oh yeah. No, that's totally fine there went my minnesota accent he's like oh yeah don't <laughs> worry like got this da, 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 da. and i'm like okay cool so i end up like living with him and working six seven days a week in my shop sometimes i would sleep in my shop for like three days because i had so many cars in there and wouldn't come home and then i was working saturday nights bartending because i knew i was going to be making like three four hundred bucks and this guy sucked ass and he wasn't bringing in any money and um, I wanted to make sure that he was kind of like taken care of. I was kind of, you know, like I'm, I'm a caretaker. I was being like a right. sh- sugar mama, I guess you would say. So you're a I up, what? I said you're a nurturer. Yeah. So I, um, I ended up getting off off of work one day and finding out that uh, I picked him up at his buddy's house, bring him home, and dude's like sitting there, uh, like went to the bathroom and he was like on his phone and I could, cause I could hear it like dingy and like getting messages. Mm-hmm. then I text him and I'm like yo dude like are you cool 
and no dinging noise. So I'm like, okay, this motherfucker turned his, uh, his, you know, sound off. So then mm. come to find out, and I'm like, I'm not one to sit there and be like, yo, can I check your phone? But for some reason, I was like, That's hey, I, I never, I never asked this, but I wanna, I wanna see your phone. And he's like, well, you've never asked me that. And so he like dropped his phone, and I'm like, I went to go pick it up, and I'm like, you know what? No, because I know after I do that, from this point on, our our relationship is gonna we- be weird. So I. I didn't. And then he like picked up his phone and he was hammered at the time, picked up his phone. He like deleted a bunch of stuff because then I grabbed his phone and it was all deleted. And I just like, couldn't understand it. I'm like, what are you like? Why? Like, what did I do? You know, like I'm sitting here like working my ass off and you're just like, right. you're just like this, you know? And he was like this good looking dude that I knew that like everybody thought he was like the mayor of Mantown or some shit like that. So, you know, and he'd always, Oh, nobody ever hits on me. I'm like, that's a bold ass lie, you know? <laughs> like, but, I know who I'm in a relationship with. Like, I'm not going to just not, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm not stupid. So, knowing that he lied to me, and like that night I got off work at like 4 30 in the morning because I was bartending. Um, I had a couple glasses of wine. I'm not going to drive, you know? So, I'm like, you know what? I, I was bawling my eyes out. I'm like, I like to, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to tell the two. Told the true story what happened was i was bawling my eyes out and all of a sudden the dude disappeared and i'm like where the where the hell did he go so i run downstairs mm-hmm. i bust open the bathroom door and dude's sitting there naked with his dick in his hands and his phone in his other hand with some nasty ass chick on some porn site and her like wow. uh, ugly boobies on the fuck i'm like what are you doing and he's like oh i'm just trying to i'm like oh my god so that's when i was like i gotta get out of here like turning point in my life i'm like what am i doing so next morning i grabbed both my dogs because i had two dogs at the time grabbed most of the shit that i could got in my car drove down to my shop and then to be honest i uh i sat and drank myself like almost to death i guess you would say um, and mm-hmm. this was on uh, December 23rd. My dad's birthday was the 24th, which is Christmas Eve. So this is like, it was, it was a bad time for me. And so I knew that he was um, going to his parents' house for Christmas Eve. So I got in my car, went up to his house, <laughs> grabbed all of my shit out of there, um, drank his beer, and <laughs> like grabbed my bathroom stuff out of there because he was like before I went in there it was like a frat house um just grabbed all my shit and went back down to the the shop and I proceeded to drink and I drank myself into being an alcoholic and I had never like during my whole life I had never wanted to be around alcohol because my mom was an alcoholic and I had seen things when I was growing up that I should have never have seen or experienced I've heard her like she was screaming I don't know how many times that she wishes she would rather be dead and taking Tylenol PM and drinking and like all sorts of shit so I'm like I never want to drink but for some reason like I just I just turned into an alcoholic it got to the point where if I didn't drink I would be all shaky or something like that so I drank for about a straight month um I lost myself and then finally I just I guess I kind of sobered up and it's messed up because my landlord at the time she was um she like came in there when I was like having like when I was just because I would drink and then I'd like fall asleep and then I drink and I fall asleep and she came in there one time when I was supposed to be working or something like that and 
she like felt so bad for me and she totally understood because she has gone through the same thing so to this day like I thank her so much for being such a good support system and it was it's like still a really good friendship but yeah after a month um and then like I didn't know how I was going to be able to pay for rent Uh, I tried booking as many jobs as I could and she like let me be late for a month and finally got off my feet um and well I mean I guess I I wasn't like off my feet yet it was still like always a struggle I've never really had kind of uh I've always had to work hard for everything I've kind of always been a little bit in debt with like school stuff I've you know I never really was like handed things to me I um wasn't dealt those deck of cards but after I got out of that shop it was nice because uh I didn't worry about like two thousand dollars three thousand dollars and you know overhead every month uh right and then after that I got into a smaller shop but during this whole time, I was living in my shop. Like the first shop, I didn't have a shower. So I was definitely going to like friends whenever I could. Uh, I have a really good group of friends uh, that I'm super thankful for being there for me when I didn't have a place to shower. Um, sometimes and I still have the blue tub. I've, I remember filling that up with sometimes cold water and having to like, you know, wash myself in that. Uh, when I moved to the other shop, uh, still living in it, there were, um, it was right next to a place where it was like a, it was like a, it was a big office, you know, there were a couple people that I knew Mm. that, that I was friends with that worked there, but every morning I needed to be up at like six o'clock in the morning because I didn't want them to think that I was living in there. I had them think that I was just like getting up that early and like, you know, starting my Starting the day. Starting the day. Yeah. So I remember there were a few times when I broke down because I was like, I just want somewhere to be able to go and like be comfortable and sleep. And so, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough for a while. And then it was really weird because my, when I left working at that, um, highly respected, you know, motorsport shop, the, um, you know, place that I work at now, Amola Motorsports, the owner there, like him and I were, we're pretty good friends. But when I left, you know, we weren't doing so well because obviously he was probably upset that I left. He was going through a really bad breakup. Um, I was mm-hmm. going through a really bad breakup. Um, but then like somehow after a year, like he started talking to me again. Like, well, this is freaking weird. And he was like coming around um I don't know I didn't know if he was like interested in me or what but and you know and you know how guys are when they're like well I mean I, I don't know if you know how guys are but some guys are like, they'll come around and they'll be like oh hook me up with your friends hook me up with your friends but in reality I think that they're like yo like let's hook up that's yeah that, a lot of guys just from my experience like I they got I know like a lot of guys that straight up just do that yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. It's, it's just a reason to go ahead and indirectly to go ahead and put it on my yeah. radar. 100%. Well, so I think <laughs> at first I thought like that's what he was doing. So I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, I got to find one of my girlfriends real quick and uh, try and play matchmaker. So I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> like, I know he likes blondes. Let me find my like good friend. And she wasn't having it like ever. So, and he was trying. <laughs> and I'm like, well, but I saw how sweet he was. I'm like, hmm. And I have a thing for Asians, not going to lie. So he was Asian, and I'm like, hmm. And then I was like, nah, no. 
I'm just, no. <laughs> but then, <laughs> yeah. So then he's like, hey, like, do you and your girlfriend, like, want to go out to SEMA? And I was like, yeah, sure. So, like, he brought me and my girlfriend, my, my best, best friend. We went out to SEMA, and he was just, like, the nicest guy ever. He just, like, let us go have fun and, like, go check things out. He wasn't high maintenance. Like, I've dated high maintenance, insecure dudes, and I cannot handle it. It's like, you don't need to be with me 24-7. I'm not going to cheat on you. You don't need to, like, check. Yeah. You can, you know, it's just, like, if you're that insecure about me doing what I'm doing, then we should not be together. But this guy, like, did not, he's not like that at all. Like, mm -hmm. he knows what I'm doing. And he was older, like, a little bit older. So he was secure with himself. He knew, you know, he wasn't worried about me. So I was like, God damn it. So, or god dang it sorry um you're fine, so you're like fine. I, I went out with him a little bit and you know he would come down to my shop and he was like you should really just come stay with me you know like I have a I have a three-bedroom you know condo in Minneapolis and he he's like you know he was living there by himself his actually his dog passed away earlier that year and he didn't you know he didn't have he was you know it gets kind of lonely like I get fucking lonely when I was in my shop and I wasn't working you know like just 100 i've been there so i was like uh you know uh i said no. at first i was like oh hell no like no way you know i'm not gonna get burned again i was just trying to like play it safe i was trying to do me mm -hmm. but i don't know i just i ended up like hanging out with him he took me out to dinner and he was just like not like any other guy and you know it started off really slow but um he he was just really there for me um i lost a lot of close people to me and he was just I'm, I'm still with him to this day like i i was working in my shop and then i didn't really want to work in that shop anymore because it was um i was actually going to be sharing that building with uh, another good uh shop friend of mine but it, it just wasn't enough space for me and so i ended up working out of amola again and it started off kind of slow. They had another detailer there. So I was pretty much just subcontracting out of there and then paying him. And then um, uh, he ended up like his detailer ended up leaving. And so I was like, well, you know, I have my clientele who like you work on their vehicles. And so like because whenever I would have somebody come in, they were more than likely a European car. So I would, you know, if they needed any sort of like repairs or tuning or stuff like that, I would always, you know, be like, hey, why don't you? get it done at Amola. And then, um, you know, and his detailer was gone. So it's like, why didn't I detail for him? So it just kind of like worked out. Mm -hmm. Finally, we we're just like, let's just merge together. And so and it, it works great. Like, I compliment his company, he compliments mine. And um, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty sweet. It's a good yin and yang. It is a good yin and yang The you know, I'm sure some people assume that like, um, I'm sure a lot of people assume that things are just like given to me, but I work for everything that I have, you know, like I didn't, I finally just got, um, I finally just got a shop that I've always wanted for like 20 years. And it's, you know, I'm sure people get shops like that after, you know, like right when they start up or when they're rebuilding their um, brand or I don't even know, but I mean, finally I got it and I'm not, all my eyes out the other night when my boyfriend asked me like so what do you think and I'm just like oh my god and he's like why are you crying I'm like because well, somebody finally asked you like it was something within you and somebody to finally like it was just the little acknowledgement 
other than yourself, it was like, Jesus, I've been waiting. I, if someone, if I, if I get asked this question ten times in a day, I would answer it ten times over and over again because it's like I know exactly what you're talking about. This is exactly how this has came upon. Like the idea of this podcast and to kind of do have the idea of like trying to help somebody change their perspective or their life in some shape or form in this industry, and it finally comes out of someone else's mouth mm-hmm. besides yourself. You're like, all right, thank God I'm not crazy. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I finally got it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, it's so cool because, like, you know, you do get those. Like, I mean, everybody's got haters, and I mean, if you're not, if you haters, then obviously you're not doing something right. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, but there's those people out there that literally like have seen you from day one. Like, I still like I have people that remember me from working at that car wash when, you know, I mean, I. I I would consider my, and whenever I call myself a beast or whatever, my boyfriend's like, don't say that. But, you know, like back then, like I was like total beast mode, like times 10. Um, But, you know, people see me from back then and they're like, Jen, like, you know, like you deserve this. You've done so much and blah, blah, blah. It just like, it literally, it brings tears to my eyes because I'm like, God, like I do, you know, I do deserve this. I'm not going to sit there and realize it. Cause you're so you're so stuck in the moment. You're just so stuck in just going, and then uh-huh. like, I get it. You're just like, wait, I've been going for this long. Like most people quit. Like that's just, again, this is why it's so important. Like people like yourself and I. Like most people quit. No, most people aren't persistent with like the little things. Most people don't. They don't have that that fire in them, or they haven't discovered it yet. And again, well, this crazy. is why. It's so like ninety percent of people don't take that necessary step or risk, you know, to get to what they, you know see and you know for you know they don't take that necessary step to get to what they want you know what they truly want and it's 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 messed up when I was um hold hold on one second wait never mind okay uh actually hold on one second I gotta tell this girl that hey you're fine hey Renee okay I'm hanging up okay so uh when I was sitting there in my shop like the first year and it's like like when I had my first shop I had a um 2.5 gallon like vacuum that I used as like my vacuum and my shop back I didn't even have like a spray nozzle on the end of my hose I didn't have anything I was sitting there busting my ass day in and day out 16 hour days up 20 hour days and people would be calling me and like oh, let's go out on this boat, like, let's go to this party, let's go here, let's do that, let's do this, and I'm just like, no, 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 like, I got work to do, you know, like, Mm. one of these days, like, we'll get out and we'll do something, Um, but I sat there, and I remember one time I listened to, I think it's, like, Eric Thomas, I don't know if you've ever heard him. Yeah, E.T., I'm from, I'm from Michigan, so. The first time, is that where he's from? Yeah, he's, he's from, he's from Detroit, Michigan. Oh, man, like, the first time I ever heard that, uh, that one YouTube if you want to succeed or, if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe then you'll be is, successful as much as you want to <laughs> breathe then like you'll be successful yeah. and i'm just like dude like you don't care about no basketball games you don't care about no nothing like that was me and like when i heard that i was like holy hallelujah this is like me. this guy <laughs> like i i'm on the right track you know like i am that person i want to succeed you know and That's i just awesome I just never wanted to, I don't know have to, um, you know, like, I don't know if I, I hope someday, um, 
I can have a kid. I don't know if I'll be able. I don't know if I'll have kids. I don't know if I. I don't know if I'll have two, but I definitely want to have one. And I just, I want that person to. I want that little me or little us or whatever, you know, to never have to go through like the same shit that I went through. And not saying that like my childhood was horrible, but I just know that there's some things that would have been done a little differently. Yeah, like I said, you you have you have a revision on like like I always I always put this scenario up for for that whole hypothetical when I have kids. It's like, do I like want them to go through what I want to? Or do I, like, do I want them to go through what I went through? But like, I want them to have an, I want them to know it existed. Like, I don't want them to they don't have to necessarily go through it, but they have. Oh to, man, I'm gonna I'm I might like put them through some shit, you know, just so I can like see how they react to it. Like you know, life lessons and stuff like that. But I, um, there's just some things that I like a little different. That was like exactly. one of my little rambling sentences. I don't know where that was going, dude. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Like we're, we're both rambling, but I'll I'll try to I'll try to end it because honestly, I feel like we I can have you on like about fifty times. Honestly, like I'm already planning stuff right now. I'm like, all right, when am I gonna talk about next with Jennifer when we come on? Because like Right. I don't even is... know if I was like talking about detailing. I was talking about my life. Well it, it all ties into detailing and that that was and again that that's that's what text of how you were in the position you're in now because based on what I see and what a lot of people see, it's like, damn, she's really doing it. I wonder how she's done it. I wonder where did that ambition come from? Is she ambitious? Uh where did she start? Uh, did oh. she have it figured out? And that, I wanted to give a disclaimer on that. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, because again, people people want this roadmap. Like right now on the Instagram story from Miss Manual, um, someone wanted to know um, what they should expect to get their ASC certification or the, any certificate evolving around the automotive industry, what they should expect. Mm-hmm. And this is an example of perfectly that it was not mapped out one to ten like legit what you've gone through thus far it wasn't like oh i'm gonna do x y and z i'm gonna get this degree i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and i'm gonna have that like you literally carved your own way like let alone being a high school dropout and that's what needs to be preached like there's more than one way to go about you know get you going through your journey or capturing the goals that you want to and, and your story has everything to do with that because my last question for you kind of wrap this thing thing up um Mm -hmm. what what are you looking forward to like what are some big things that you're that you become excited about in 2018 going into 2019 what are some things that you either want to accomplish or maybe something that's coming up Um, in terms of like the shop like things that i plan for 2019 is um i'm gonna start doing youtubes and vlogging and i mean most of it is gonna be um geared towards like you know how to's and like but it's also mm-hmm. i mean i'm i'm probably gonna put some personality in that because i'm not like i just i want people to know that i i'm not just here to like help them out with detailing stuff i mean i am but i definitely want people to know that i'm a person too and you don't have to be like talk, you can talk to me about stuff like i'm i'm here to help through anything and everything um but yeah definitely gonna do some vlogging definitely doing some training um that's another thing like it just I mean it doesn't bother me at all it uh that people a different level like I'm not I'm not on a different level 
Um, people I mean, like, I appreciate what do you mean? it. Um, like, like some people message me on Instagram and they're like, oh, I didn't expect for you to respond to me. I'm like, man, <laughs> like, or like, oh, can, like, can we be friends? I'm like, of course we can be friends. <laughs> like, I want to hear about what you're going through day to day. Like, I got one girl that came out here from Massachusetts and trained and literally she was the one that was just calling me and we're like best friends we talk every single day i love the girl um i'm looking i'm really looking forward to like making new friendships um helping people all around the world if i can um kind of like inspiring people to do the same you know don't doing it don't get an ego don't try and act like you're better than everybody else because i mean yeah, this podcast is a little weird because I, I'm not huge on talking about myself, but I mm-hmm. mean, if I guess if it can help in some way, then I mean, yeah, that's kind of why I'm doing it. Just, so Just like E.T., like, again, well, usually the uncomfortable is when the growth happens. Like, again, you got we're creatures right. of comfort. Humans are creatures of comfort by default. So, like, things like this, again, I have anxiety every time oh, I get on, the, on this podcast. I've done 40 I've done way more than that. Like I, I'm, I'm a marketer by trade. I I do what? You get you get um. What do you say? You get um, anxiety. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Funny. Literally every time because I don't. I, it's never the script has never been written before, and no. I do it purposely because I'm growing in the process. Like I don't know what's gonna happen. In I have an idea of what I want to create. Let's just use this as an example. Like I definitely want like. After talking to you for an hour, I definitely want to work with you. I want to help you, like, get your message out there because, like, that's what I – that's where I'm really good at. Like, I do a lot of – I don't necessarily know what to call it, marketer, like, talent. Like, I see potential in people, and I know how to, like, paint the story on on a marketing scale online and and help people, like, really connect with their people. Like, that's one thing that I'm very, very good at. This EQ, I I don't know what you call it, emotional intelligence, marketer, but I don't know what the hell it is. It's great. It's great. You're doing a great thing for, you know – women and i'm sure like you know men out there as well yeah we're painting painting the picture like i'm one of the few guys that don't i don't care that you know you you might know more than me in the automotive period like i'm the one thing i'm like that's badass like we need to have more of this like that's that's awesome like my ego is not hurt not one bit i know what i'm good at i know what i'm bad at right i'm gonna roll with the punches a lot of a lot of guys, again, this is why this is so important, not only for females, but males, you're right, rewriting the narrative in terms of what a girl has the potential or a woman has the potential to do uh, in an industry like this. Like, we're bringing thousands of uh, Jennifers, quote-unquote, to the surface in different stories and in lines, and it's not 20 years from now or even five years from now. If not now, there's all female body shops. There's all female detailing. I know shops. it's so and cool. I follow those. I follow some chicks like that. And I'm like, God damn. See, like that. That's awesome. Like that's insane. I would have never even thought of that back right? when I first started. Like, right. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. I mean, I uh, I definitely hope to. Yeah, 2019. I want to help. You know, people grow. I want to help their businesses i'm super stoked to be like totally um all in with like my boyfriend and like working with him at his shop you know last year it was kind of like we were like feeling each other out and um you know working and living with your boyfriend sounds like it would be tough and i guess it was for like maybe the first year but it's like it it's 
it's great now. It's it's super awesome. Hell yeah. So when well, when it comes can... what? Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, you know, like when um whenever we get sick of each other, we always just <laughs> we <laughs> we always find that time to like be able to get our own time and then regroup and come back. Yeah, Maybe cut that space. part it's out. Need it doesn't matter. What? <laughs> you say you, you say cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, cut that part out. I don't want my boyfriend to hear that. He'll be like, "You're sick of me." <laughs> you know, I'm sick of you. If you to go, you to go ahead and talk all the great moments on him for this for this hour. You know, you're not sick of him. Like I said, everything, nothing's perfect at the end of the day. But it's all about it's all about how you move through it. Like it doesn't matter what you're going through in your life. To get from point A to point B, you gotta you gotta get good at solving problems. There's no such thing as a, a pain a pain free road, and your story is a, a big example of that. So again, I wanna again thank you just for just hopping on here and just you know be willing to share that because once the feedback comes in, you're gonna be like, damn, like I didn't realize just what I went through can really help people because like you said, like people everybody's got their story. I'm literally at the Starbucks. Everybody's got their stuff, but right. we've been taught to kind of hold the perception that we're perfect subconsciously or consciously and at the end of the day we're so alike to, to and where we're trying to go in life mm-hmm. regardless of what industry it is it really just comes down to relatability and i'm sure hundreds if not thousands of people that listen to this that they've gone to something similar like it's mm-hmm. no different like there's no big difference between me and you and the many people that that follow you and so on and so forth Right. Well, I hope it does help people because I'm definitely not like this is one time when I, I let all the, you know, some of the info out, but I'm definitely not somebody that like, I'm not going to go online and like post. Yeah. Like, you it's know. selective. You're not about to make every post like this is what I'm going through. Like you're, you're using it. You're, yeah, you're using no, your, like your to, voice strategically. I like to keep things more like focused on work and, um, you know, cause that's, what's important. That's, I mean, that's probably why people follow me in to begin with, I would assume is, you know, for the work and what I'm doing and stuff like that. So. Well, I, I definitely want to just get work. I want to get work done. If I'm ever over there and I have, I have something I need done. I definitely want to go ahead and come to Minneapolis, just get done, work, get work done by you. Just, just because of just knowing who you are. And again, Thanks, you're, you're building so much trust. Where are you out so of So much trust out there. Right now I'm in Michigan, but I'm I'm headed back to uh, Arizona. Oh, what do you do, what are you doing in Michigan? Just curious. I mean, like well, when you're moving, warm. Oh well, I'm I'm originally from Michigan, but I'm in I'm in love with Arizona. Arizona is where my heart's at in terms of just the vibes, the the car scene, my oh, connections. Yeah. The whole what are you shebang. like talking like Scottsdale or what? Well, yeah, Scottsdale where I'm moving. I'm moving to. I was in uh, Phoenix. When, oh, about two you, years ago you can see ariana yeah we were trying to connect uh she was because she came out for what was it called elite tuners which a couple of weeks ago we tried Probably. to connect but she she came for a weekend and darted back but i was super busy recording content that's nothing i have to connect you with my boy shout out to uh the visual collections uh-huh. he just shot this awesome video i'll, I'll send you so um for sure. but he's really good at documenting but I would definitely see a, maybe a little mini trailer that you could just promote and just kind of help document your process in terms of through like a video format. He's really good and recommend him. 
you, you've got a lot, a lot to go ahead and offer with your detail and skills, let alone your story. So, but definitely uh, have to okay. make that happen. Yeah, but do it. Well, where can people find you uh, and follow your journey on Instagram? Um, What's your uh, Instagram name? I got Instagram name. Uh, it's under Carsmetology, C-A-R-S-M-O-T-O-L-O-G-Y. And then um, I am a big, huge, huge, huge Porsche fan. So I am uh, <laughs> another Instagram name, the Porsche Collector, or the Porsche Detailer. Um, and then I'm on YouTube under Jennifer Turcott. That's going to be 2019 is going to be a lot different than 2018 and 2017. I have some videos on there, but um just pretty much of me working and then facebook business page i'm not really on that and <laughs> i mean that's pretty much it i'm that's just awesome. on the gram and like youtube it's all good like i said as long as people can follow perspective following the journey of a female in the automotive or motorsport industry and you're definitely in journey works following especially just you being so vulnerable so again i want to thank you no thank for you man on. um of course, like this I said, it's it's a pleasure. It's it. Yeah. Were you this, saying? No, I was gonna say this is this is just usually not me like talking about uh, my life, but I, it felt pretty good to um, just kind of. I pulled it out of you strategically. Me. I was like, <laughs> "Hey, that's what it's all about. Like, we're humans. Like it's not like right. we're not like robots. Like oh, that's a robot. That's a cyborg. That's a that's a sheep. Like I we're, just we're buff people. and I just like, sprinkle glitter on cars. You know, that's what I do." There we go. There we go. Yep. And uh, for those of you listening, if you guys like what you heard, again, we, the oxygen for this podcast is a few things. Number one is feedback on what you like, what you didn't like, what resonated with you most. Um, this is episode 43. Uh, those who want to support, many of you always ask. Um, we just recently found a feature on Anchor, which is our podcast is recorded on where you can donate a subscription of like, I don't know, it's like $5 or $15 a month, something like that. It's like, it's like 20 cents or five cents a day. If you like broke it down, you guys want to do that. That's a way to support it. We're not releasing any more merchandise until we get to the hundred episode. So if you guys just share this podcast, give us reviews, that would definitely help bring this podcast to the next level, share it with somebody you feel like it can resonate with. Because again, it's all about perspective. It's all about making the automotive motorsport community a welcoming, inviting place that people can learn and be them best selves. And so until next time, Jennifer, you have a great, great day. Yeah, you too. Thank you.